Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and today my guest is Andardra. She is a professional psychic who performs tarot and oracle readings, past life regression, shamanic journey work, and Reiki healing. She's an empath who senses people's feelings as well as clairvoyant and clairaudient to hear and see any messages that people need to know. She's a Reiki master who heals people through Reiki energy as well as teaching classes. She's also a high priestess um, who performs legal hand fastings and weddings and is a priestess of Avalon who helps the land and people heal. And her description goes on and on and on. So you're just going to have to read all about her because she does lots of things like me. I love people that do this lots of things around. Um, and she's just moved from Denver to New York. So that's pretty exciting as well. But Andara, share with us a little bit about your journey, your story. What got you to doing what you do today? Have you always been gifted? Have you always done this? Or did something happen that turned you into or moved you into this area of your life? Mm. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I'm just very excited to be here. Um, as far as my journey goes, I mean, I definitely was born um, with various psychic abilities um, <clears throat> and some of them that absolutely terrified me as a child because I was in a very conservative Christian household that we didn't talk about anything uh, of anything like that, even though <clears throat> my mother and brother also had these gifts. Um, and it really took um, my teen, you know, childhood and teenage years um, of spending a lot of time out in nature. Uh, that was my, my go-to whenever I was stressed out and or just on a daily basis. Um, that I had a lot of time of solitude in um, the woods in Ohio and in Pennsylvania where I grew up. And um, when I was in college years, I really wanted to work on my psychic abilities because it really felt more like they were controlling me rather than I was in charge or I could control my psychic abilities. It was just random, you know, information, spirit, all of a sudden feelings and uh, whether or not you want to call it that I was a control freak or I just wanted to get, get the reins on this, you know, um, I really started diving into uh, my psychic abilities, especially when I started on my pagan journey. Um, and that was about when I was uh, 18 to 20 years old. Um, so I've been on this path for about 30 years now. And, um, you know, understanding, learning about all the different religions of the world, as including the ancient religions, 
sort of like kept bringing me back to myself and what my feelings were and thoughts were and why were I, why was I seeing spirits and why was I sensing spirits? And, um, and as I started to learn how to control shield, so I didn't feel like I was vulnerable at all times, um, with sp the spirit realm. Um, then I started to seeing it as a gift. Um, and I think, and that's something that I teach a lot of my clients um, on how to shift that feeling from be feeling vulnerable um, and at the whim of the spirit realm to it being a gift where you d dictate, you control what's going on in your environment, in your space, in your life. And um, I am also a teacher. Um, so I have my bachelor's, master's, and PhD um, in medieval literature. And uh, so teaching really sort of has been my um, go-to. It's, it's my trade <laughs> um, that I have. I'm always incorporating um, different ways of teaching the same thing because everybody learns differently. Everybody has different styles um, and understandings. Some people are more verbal, more, or some are more visual, all these different things. And so, you know, having to teach in the college level um, for 18 years, um, I had to learn how to teach different ways of things. <clears throat> and so I just incorporate that into my business as well. Um, and I feel like as I continued on this path of understanding and opening up and not being as afraid, um, the more I found it to be um, empowering and um, just, a, just a magical life that I lead as opposed to a terrifying life that I really thought I had as a child, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. I, I love several of the things that you said, because a lot of people get afraid because they don't understand. They're in a family that doesn't believe or connect or understand. So they shut it down and close it. Right. Um, right. And what people don't realize is you have the power to be in control, to set boundaries. And so yeah. I, I have uh, someone in my community that has a small grandchild that's very gifted, mm. very, very gifted. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're trying to figure out how to support them because the rest mm -hmm. of the family really hasn't been in that realm a lot. And so mm -hmm. guiding them, because the, the one thing you don't want to do, because a lot of children are really sensitive to energies and they're very gifted. And somewhere along the line, they figure out that nobody else sees or knows what they know. Nobody mm -hmm. else feels what they feel. And so with that fear, they shut it all down. So how do we support them? And so mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm always teaching too. I used to be a college professor as well. So, you know, in that realm with you. So I so understand that, but it's like, you know, you don't want them to be afraid, but teaching a small four-year-old, mm -hmm. you have the power to set boundaries. You can mm -hmm. say, get out, mm -hmm. go away, leave me alone. Um, and, and you can set those boundaries to feel really safe. And that can help you as you grow up as well. Right. So I love that because if you're sensing things, <clears throat> knowing things, feeling things, hearing things, you have the ability to be in the control seat of controlling 
what you want and setting boundaries and mm-hmm. being able to flow with this energy versus shutting it down. And I personally believe everyone's gifted in oh, yeah. some level, some way. Yep. It's yep. just, do they lean into it? Do they go, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't feel that. Oh, right. I didn't do that. And they move on. Mm-hmm. I think we all have the same sensories. It's just, do we utilize them? Right. Right. Step right. So I, I absolutely love when people are teaching people how to do that. So mm-hmm. those that are listening, if you're having those, you're not unusual. It doesn't have to be scary or frightening. It's just, right. you need some good tools to kind of help you navigate mm-hmm. all these energies that you're feeling, right? Well, and it's not just the energies of the spirits. It's uh, the things that I actually teach the most are how to deal with other humans. <laughs> um, so I actually teach a lot. My my shielding and aura magic class is always one of the most popular classes that I teach. And that it can incorporate into working with spirits. But this is mostly how do you stay around toxic people? How do you deal with um, and, and just learning those skills, whether it's concerning spirits or humans of setting boundaries, boundary work is a very big deal and something that we are not, it's, it's still, I think a trigger in our society of whether or not, especially women, um, are we allowed to even set boundaries or not? And whether that's with spirit or with, you know, people in our lives. And, um, so that's what I tend to teach people more than just having to work with their psychic abilities is, you know, especially empaths. I mean, I have a lot of clients that are empathic and they are always, you know, keep gravitating into these very negative, toxic relationships with narcissists or something because the narcissists are drawn to those types of people. And, you know, and I help them to understand okay, so this is actually not positive for you and setting boundaries and, you know, um, learning how to differentiate. Cause that's another thing is if you are an empath, sometimes you don't know if what you're feeling is actually your feelings or if it's the other person. Mm -hmm. And that also can be very confusing. And that's something that I really had to figure out um, because my mother is empathic and growing up, I saw her always a mess, always a mess because she did not differentiate her feelings from other people's anybody that was around her and so I was like you know I don't want to always be at the whim of anybody's energies and so just understanding oh and so that it it, once again it became a gift as opposed to a curse um where I can do a reading for somebody and say oh well I feel that you're really this you know I feel this energy around you, that sort of thing, and know that it's not just that I'm feeling it or that it's my feelings. It's what's in their lives. I love that because we we had several, several months ago, I had a customer come in and his gifts were just opening. He was just mm-hmm. connecting, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know, when you're first connecting and you're really aware that there's something out there that's happening and you're so excited and they said well first lesson protection he goes oh no i don't want to be protected and i'm like <laughs> oh yes you're going to really uh, want these tools yeah. <laughs> this is your first step and he goes but i want to feel those things and i said i get that 
but you also will be taking on more energy and feelings than you realize if you don't understand how to differentiate between what's going on. And so I think that's also a learning lesson because people don't realize that when I think anyone that steps on the spiritual journey, this is my belief, and Mm -hmm. starts opening their gifts, they become empaths. They're highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. because what you're asking for is to understand the energy that's all around you, the energy of people living, the energy of people on the other side, energy of other dimensions. And when you have that sensitivity so that you're Mm -hmm. sensitive to those things, you're naturally going to be highly sensitive. I don't, I don't, I just think when you're gifted or when you start realizing this or you start noticing it, everybody is an empath that's on their spiritual journey. Everyone's highly sensitive because that's how your gifts come in. They're filtered Mm -hmm. through all these filter systems around us that Mm -hmm. give us that feeling or sign. And if you don't know protection and those tools, Mm -hmm. um, you could get overwhelmed. You could... Mm -hmm be spiraling you could have extreme mood swings Mm -hmm. you could feel the weight of the world on you all these things right right Um, well and I do find that a lot of people especially water signs um that have that continual spiraling downward I mean I it's a um you know very uh good possibility of addiction issues because you're just feeling so overwhelmed and everybody's telling you that you're going crazy that and it's self-medication um just because you just don't even know what's going on so I mean I I see that a lot actually is that of trying to just drown things out or um make yourself feel better um you know unfortunately through more negative stimulants or whatnot um but I think that you know, it's, it's all about self-care and understanding your boundaries that can maybe keep people from really spiraling downward. I agree. So if you're out there feeling overwhelmed, trying to lubricate your feelings, emotions, because they're, find somebody, find a coach, a mentor, a leader in the spiritual community that can help you because That's what we're all here to do is to help you navigate some of this, understand that. And so there are people out there that are ready, willing, and have the gifts to kind of help you navigate and have a better life because we're meant to have a better life. Mm -hmm. So that leads me, I want to ask you about your definition of paganism and what that is for you, because I feel like people have different definitions or perspectives on that. And Mm -hmm. I think some people really don't understand what that truly is and they think it's something else. So can you share a little bit from your perspective? Um, You know, every year I would teach Pagan 101 at Pagan Friday, um, whether it was the one in Denver or uh, when I was in Pensacola or whatnot. And, you know, and I try to show it as an umbrella term um, that paganism is basically anything, any um, spiritual or religious path that is not monotheistic. Um, and so that's the very broad term then, right? Um, so it can be, um, you know, Hindu, it can be Buddhist, it can be, um, any of the religions that are not the, the three, uh, monotheistic religions of this world. And, 
neo-paganism in particular is that re um resurfacing of desire that is it's growing and growing and growing and growing and growing um this desire to get back to roots that were before the monotheistic religions and i think that this stems from um, a lot more awareness of our environment and what we're doing to the planet, that people are concerned about, you know, what we're doing to the, the planet, um, that, you know, the monotheistic religions are not necessarily based on any deities of this planet. They are all more celestial, right? And um, the pagan religions are more based on the land, whether it's, you know, any of the elementals or a specific um, war goddess or, or whatnot. And um, paganism is not exact of what it was in ancient times um, for several different reasons that are actually good <laughs> because, you know, there are some things that like are there we have laws now we don't sacrifice animals or people or things like that we found ways to honor uh we found ways to do energy work um with the ancient deities and or just the planet itself you don't even have to identify um as um you know, honoring a specific deity, um, you can be a Gaius, which is basically just honoring the planet itself. Um, but just finding different ways to work with the energies of this planet um, that is making it more um, fluid and conducive for both the your, yourself and also being part of this planet because you know the the idea that we are separate from um nature and all of that is just it it just doesn't resonate with many people now and so i think that's why a lot of people are drawn to paganism if that makes sense <laughs> no i i love that because i don't think a lot of people understand that paganism was the beginning almost right it right. was the first belief system right. and i agree with you we've grown out of some of those ritual ceremonies that we used to do but the importance of everything's connected every living mm -hmm. thing every breathing thing everything on this planet everything's energy everything is super connected and moving and understanding that we're not separate that we're part of that and being in sync and being mm -hmm. stewards of this planet and loving this planet because we live on it we take from it every day we take right. from it with our foods with our mm -hmm. breath, breathing, we take from it every day. And what are we giving back to it? How right. are we supporting what it's doing here versus just assuming it's always going to be there to be there right. for us, right? Right. Well, we're, we're very spoiled in our modern society because we don't have to, uh, you know, I mean, in ancient times, everybody had to farm and or try to get food in some capacity and the vast majority of us do not have to we could just go to the grocery store we don't understand we are so removed from our food as far as how it's even processed what is good for our bodies all of those different things that um we don't understand well why would anybody worship an agriculture goddess that's weird okay so put yourself into ancient times when you had to rely on the crops 
um, to survive. You know, they didn't have grocery stores back then to, oh, well, it didn't work out this year. Let's just pop on over to the store. Um, you are look, facing death for not just yourself, but your entire community. So, um, you know, looking at how they viewed the, the planet and nature and all of the elementals, it was definitely, um, you know, a lot more, um, you know, it, it was definitely it, this connection that, you know, we're very disconnected from those energies. The vast majority of people are disconnected from that, those ideas and energies because we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really is. So I, I love that explanation and description. One of the other energies that you work directly with that I love is Avalon. So share with us a little bit about Avalon and your experiences as a priestess of Avalon. Mm -hmm. You know, ever since I was little, I always was drawn to the Arthurian legends, to the idea of uh, priestesses. And uh, of course, I had to hide it um, from my very, very evangelical parents. Um, and it was just such a desire that that's why I actually went into um, college for my bachelor's, master's, PhD in medieval literature, because I was just so drawn to it. And I was a pagan at that time. And when I realized that there actually were people that were doing this as a spiritual practice, um, I initially got into ADO, Avalon Druidic Order, and um, then Sisterhood of Avalon. Um, it's, there's many different levels and eras of Avalon. So it's a little more complicated than what people may think of just the King Arthur. Because I mean, even just King Arthur, the Arthurian legends spanned um, thousands of years and in different continents and countries and things like that. And they had their different flavors of um, Arthur and um, Morgane and, you know, all of the different main deities slash characters, whatever you want to call them. Um, and the more I studied it from an academic perspective, I was actually starting to channel information <laughs> um, while I was doing um, my academic work. It's where I'm like, where is this coming from? Because it was just so resonating with me um, that uh, I just, I'm like, I have got to explore this more. Um, and since then I, I've um, joined and um, gone through all of the levels of um, Obad, Order of the Bards, Druids, and um, bards ovates and druids that is in england um and there is also a major component of that concerning avalon um but avalon itself to me represents healing of the people in the land um you know whether or not you even look at the specific of king arthur and his coming back, it's very much a Christ-like figure, um, you know, in, during the Christian times. Um, but even before Christianity, there's a lot of elements like in the Mabinodian of the ancient Celtic deities and um, the mostly Welsh um, deities that have those um, energies of Avalon. Um, 
And you can just see the threads throughout um, the medieval period, all the different stories that may have been written down for Christian purposes, but still had that very pagan um, Celtic um, influence to them. And many of the um, deities um, still resonate with people that they don't even quite understand why they just, they're like, I don't know why I just love this, you know? Um, and it's, it's that um, feeling for, at least for me, it was a feeling of coming home. Um, it was that it felt like, you know, my younger years were all about trying to find my path. And once I got onto the pagan path, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is right. This is right. And then once I found the path of Avalon and it's like, oh, here I am here it is, you know, and it's that feeling of healing and abundance and, um, that is just very, very Celtic and, um, um, that you can find in France, um, in Germany in England in Ireland. So it's that entire Northern, um, European, um, area. So <clears throat> do you believe that it was one person that existed or multiples or the energy was just part of the stories, the legends, the myths that people were drawn into? Do you have any insight on that? Well, I mean, just looking at Merlin and Morgan Le Fay, okay, those two characters slash deities actually were roles. Um, and so it, I think it's yes and no, um, because I think that um, as far as the, the idea, the word Merlin, it's actually the Merlin, because there were many people that held that role that was the head of the male order. And then Morgan Le Fay, the Morgan, was the head of the priestesses of Avalon. And so I think that's how it was able to, um, um, you know, go throughout the time periods um, because there were multiple people playing that specific role um, that was very important. And yet I do feel that there was, you know, um, I think there's always a kernel of truth to any story that I do feel that there were um, specific people that, you know, Arthur, um, you know, Morgan, um, Merlin that started those roles um, that were perpetuated um, throughout the times. So I think yeah, it's yes it makes, and no. <laughs> yeah, right. It makes sense, right? I always mm -hmm. tell people those are kind of archetypal energies right. that right. when you say Merlin, majority of people are like, ooh, they know that energy. They feel that right. energy. Right. When you say Thor, Mm -hmm. People understand, know that energy. When you say Harry Potter, mm -hmm. people know and feel that energy. They, they are, they have an energy and entity that exists that people understand what you're talking about, what comes in right. with that for those energies. So I absolutely love that. Share with us a little bit about some of the things that you offer that people can connect with you on your website maybe one-on-ones, your classes, sure. whatever that may be, just share with us a little bit some sure. of the things you offer. Um, so, uh, you know, my general go-to is always the tarot. Um, I do psychic readings for people with tarot cards. I can use any of my Oracle decks. 
Um, I am a clairvoyant, clairaudient, so those, uh, and, and an empath, so those abilities come through whenever I use those tools. Um, I don't have to use the tools. Sometimes I've been asked not to use any of the tools, but just to see what I felt. And so I do that as well. Um, I am a Reiki master, so I do help people with the healing of their, you know, especially aligning their chakras. Um, and I do the different, you know, um, the different major rituals like hand fastings and whatnot. Um, the, the most prominent thing that I've really been focusing on of late the past few years, besides finishing up uh, my druidic levels is becoming a death doula um, that a lot of people don't even know what that is, but that's basically, it's like a birthing doula where somebody's there for somebody at their birth. A death doula is somebody that's there while they are crossing over. And I feel very strongly that this is part of my priestessing. Um, this is, you know, something that in ancient times, the priestesses of Avalon would be there for people. People would not be dying alone. And, um, and I bring in my different abilities while I'm helping those people to cross over. So that way they feel at ease and comfortable. Um, you know, because I feel that we have such a negative, um, concept and view of death. I mean, especially since COVID and that really sort of propelled me into, I was wanting to do it before, but it's like, oh my goodness, I have got to do this now. And so, um, I became certified. Um, so it's not just that I know I didn't just go through the studies, but I also had to do, um, 50 hours of, um, volunteer work through hospices, um, to do those workings. And so that's not ever some things that people are like, Ooh, that sounds like fun, you know, but it's, it's something that I find to be very important in our society right now. And, um, that I just wanted to point out that that is also something that I do, um, that when, when I'm needed, I am there for that. I love that. I love that. I teach a class with Angelic Reiki called Soul Midwifery. So mm. <clears throat> it supports yeah. that type of work. And not everybody mm -hmm. is called to it, but right. you're absolutely right. In our country, our civilization, we we want to sweep death under the rug. We want to yeah. put people in a space. And it really is a sacred, genuine yeah. process yeah. that when done in a beautiful way mm -hmm. of supporting someone as they transition right. is really important work. So we're going to have to have you back on the show at some point to talk about that work as well, because sure. you do so many things. Yeah, we do. can't cover it all at once. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll have to have you back on so you can talk a little bit about that because sure. I don't think a lot of people understand that. And mm -hmm. so that's a great topic. Plus your tarot readings and stuff. You know, we got so many things we could talk <laughs> about in your energy. Sure. So yeah, Absolutely. we'll have to have you back on. But I would be happy to come back on. Thank you for taking the time today to share yeah. your work and what you do. It's been amazing to be able to connect with you. Um, if you're ever back in Denver, I'm sure you have people here that maybe someday you'll come back. We'd love to yep. see you and get to okay. meet you in person. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those, those listening, thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today. 
you can follow us, comment, like us. We love all that. Remember, the more that we do that, the more it boosts so that people find us. We love, we love people to follow. So, you know, our podcast is all about sacredness and magic and all the elements within. So I hope you have a sacred, magical week. And I hope to see you soon on one of our other shows or in person at our center in Denver or online. So thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody have an amazing, great day. You too. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.
Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.